Well, today is November 28th. This is Born on This Day podcast, and I'm being joined by one of my favorite people, Bill Antonyu. Oh, thank you, Marco. And I'm usually joined by one of my favorite people, Amanda Barker, but you're here now, so let's just okay. do this. Bill, I want to wish you a happy French toast day. Okay. You, do you not like French toast? I'm not going to lie. I've tried. Um, listen, oh. it's, not, it's not pain going down my throat when I eat it. But if I have to choose between it and pancakes, pancakes will win every single time. Oh, wow, Bill. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, look, here's the first thing you need to know about French toast, okay, Bill? The French do not call it French toast. It's called pain perdu. Did you know that? Or lost I did bread. not know that. That's interesting. Yeah, because literally you're supposed to use it from stale bread, yeah. which I don't think is going to make it go down your throat any easier if it's the stale version of oh, the listen, French toast. You fry Rino. something and you dip it in like egg and whatever it's gonna taste great but that's why you right. do it with the stale bread because at that point it doesn't matter sure yeah well listen most experts agree that the french toast isn't actually french but <clears throat> it's a, a similar recipe can be found in the book uh from the fifth century bc and is attributed to romans dipping slices of bread in milk and sometimes egg before frying it and they called it pan dulcis that's uh, which is french bread. for sweet bread yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, not French, I should Latin. say Latin yeah. for for sweet bread. Yeah. So listen, I love French toast. I love pancakes. You put maple syrup on just about anything and I'm going to gobble it. Down. I am the same. And like I said, if I go to your house and all we're having is French toast, I'm not going to complain. But when it comes to having a choice, it's never, I, it's never what I choose. And also if pancakes are done badly, it's so much easier to deal with than when French toast is done badly. Like the difference between bad and good French toast is so much wider Yes, and because so, bad French bad French toast can be like a fucking omelet stuck in toast. You know, sure. if you do it wrong, it's like you've cooked egg egg toast yeah. versus Which is yeah. why I also don't order it if I've never been to your restaurant before, because I don't know if you're gonna do it badly. Well as if you're listen, if your pancakes are bad, I can deal with it. Total respect for that. Yeah. Yeah. People born today. Um, it is said that their personality is defined by a thirst for adventure and a positive outlook. While others love to stick to routine and do what's familiar to them, these people would much rather have new and expi- exciting experiences. Oh, so they would order the French toast no matter what. Yeah. I guess they would. Well, let's see. First up, Mary Elizabeth Winstead played Ramona Flowers in the cult classic Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and has starred in the spectacular now Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, the show Fargo, and the Ang Lee film Gemini Man. She was born on this day in Rocky Mount, North Carolina in 1984. Ed Harris had a small part in the thriller Coma in 1978, which I think starred Michael Douglas, right, Bill? It does. Very hot, young Michael Douglas, yeah. Which is better than old, decrepit Michael Douglas, which you see today, Most who's of almost the time, in a yes. coma. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but Ed Harris also performed as John Glenn in The Right Stuff, found himself playing leads in the films such as Swing Shift, Alamo Bay, and Sweet Dreams. Love that film. He starred in James Cameron's The Abyss. Then in 1995, uh, earned an Oscar nomination for Apollo 13, followed by nominations for The Truman Show, The Hours, and Pollock, which he also directed. He currently stars on Westworld and recently appeared in Geostorm. He was born on this day in Tenafly, New Jersey in 1950. 
Karen Gillan became a fan favorite thanks to her role as Amy Pond on Doctor Who, going on to star in the Jumanji movies and as Nebula in Guardians of the Galaxy. She was born on this day in Inverness, Scotland in 1987. I have no idea who she is, Bill. Is she any good? Um, I've only seen her in the Jumanji movies, and I can't say that those really show her off um, as an actor. She's very pretty. Uh, you would have to ask a Doctor Who fan if, uh, okay. if she's great, because I'm sure... I'm sure the fans of that show have something to say about it. Yeah. I have never seen a Doctor Who episode. Me neither. Yeah. And I never plan to. Uh, I plan to at some point, but not not the original old ones. Just like, I right. think I'll just start with the new ones. Yeah. I'll let you do the next one, Bill. British actor Joe Cole got one of his first lead roles in A Prayer Before Dawn when the original lead, Charlie Hunnam, had to turn it down. Since then, he has starred as John Shelby on Peaky Blinders and Gangs of London. Plus, he appeared on an episode of Black Mirror. He was born on this day in London, England in 1988. Ryan Quantin starred acting in Australia as a teenager, appearing on over 200 episodes of the popular soap opera Home and Away, before he was brought to Hollywood to star on Summerland. The show only lasted one season, but his next job as Jason Stackhouse on True Blood was much more successful. Since then, he has appeared on The Oath and Sacred Lies. He was born on this day in Sydney, Australia in 1976. Judd Nelson will always be best remembered as the rebellious teenager John Bender in the 1985 classic The Breakfast Club, his fourth movie just before appearing in St. Elmo's Fire the same year. He later starred in New Jack City, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and had a hit with the sitcom Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields. He was nominated for a Golden Globe for the miniseries Billionaire Boys Club in 1987 and was born on this day in Portland, Maine in 1959. And I'd like to just address the elephant in the room, Bill. Mm -hmm. The man has a really big, weird nose. (laughs) I guess he does. Yeah. I mean, he was never, he was always cute. He was never handsome. Listen, back in the 80s when he was doing all those Brat Pat Mm teen films, I just, all I could see was his nose. (laughs) Listen, nothing wrong with it, but he's got, not only does he have a big nose, but he's got a weird nose. And I just need to address. Are you self-conscious about your own nose, Marco? No, I'm oh, fine okay. with my nose, and I'm fine with big noses, and I'm fine with. Uh, no, weird I get noses. it. It's just sometimes we focus on other people's facial features if, if yeah. it's something that we're bothered in in ourselves. Yeah. yeah, I think it's when you have the combination of a big weird nose. Right. I find it hard because um, Andy Garcia has a big nose, and then uh, there's other people who have weird noses. Right. But for me, this guy has a big, big weird and nose. Weird. Yeah, he's like yeah. a double hitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> happy happy birthday happy to you, birthday, Judd. Judd. Yeah. Okay. Don't feel bad about oh. yourself. <laughs> okay. Alfonso Cuaron can't seem to avoid being a success. First with his popular debut, Love in the Time of Hysteria in Mexico, then with his critically acclaimed adaptation of Francis Hodgson Burnett's A Little Princess in 1995. Following his directing the third Harry Potter film, The Prisoner of Azkaban, he made a highly acclaimed film called children of men in 2006 and bill if i'm not mistaken that's the one that has a really long uh scene that doesn't cut yes yeah mm-hmm. uh and it has that guy what's his name that that clive that, owen yeah clive owen uh he became the first mexican filmmaker not clive owen but alfonso uh to win an oscar for best director for gravity in 2013 for which he also won best film editing and in 2018, he repeated the feat, winning Best Director, Best Cinematographer, and Best Foreign Language Film for his semi-autobiographical masterpiece, Roma. 
He was born on this day in Mexico City in 1961. Great filmmaker. Yeah. He also did Itu Mama Tambien, which if my sister ever gets off her ass and uh, watches it, we can finally finish recording my episode of my Criterions on that film. It's yeah. such a great film. Mm-hmm. I love that film. Yeah, me too. Yeah. British audiences probably know Martin Clunes best for his roles on the shows Doc Martin and Men Behaving Badly, while international viewers will recognize him from films like Shakespeare in Love and Swing Kids. He was born on this day in Wimbledon in 1961. Wow. As an international viewer, I have no idea who he is. <laughs> You'd know him if you saw him. You'd probably okay. recognize him. Yeah. Anna Nicole Smith followed her appearances in as Playboy Playmate with a very popular guest campaign that made her a supermodel in the 90s. Her, her success as a model and appearances in films like The Hudsucker Proxy and Naked Gun, 33 and a Third, made her as notorious as her highly publicized life which was filled with troubles and tragedies, including the death of her 20-year-old son, oh, so sad, and the controversy surrounding her marriage to oil billionaire J. Howard Marshall II, who was 65 years her senior and whose marriage proposal she had been refusing for three years before finally accepting. His death plunged her into years of lawsuit from his family involving the inheritance, and by the time her appearing on her reality series The Anna Nicole Show, the camera showed her to be worn out by life experiences ahead of her time. The show ended in 2004, and three years later, she died of an overdose at the age of 39. Wow, she was born on this day in Houston, Texas in 1967. Yeah, it's a very sad story. and then, Bill, do you remember after her death, there was that whole controversy on who the father yes, was? And it was just such yeah. a mess. Yeah. And also, so I'm sorry, like, if you want to marry a woman 70 years younger than you, go ahead. If you're a billionaire, it's not like I can stop you. But please, like, seal up the paperwork and make it yeah. airtight so that people aren't plunged into decades and decades of uh, lawsuits after. And if you have a billion dollars, don't leave it all to her. Give your yeah. family something so they'll shut up. Like what, exactly. what could she do with $500 million that she, or with a billion dollars that she can't do with half of that, you know? Exactly. I don't know. It's just stupid. <clears throat> anyway, if I ran the world, Marco. Um, Coleman Domingo is an actor with an impressive resume that includes Spike Lee's Miracle of St. Anna, Lee Daniels' The Butler, Selma, and If Beale Street Could Talk. Plus, he was in the film Beautiful Something, which Bill and Amanda discussed on an episode of BGM and inspired the film's director to write us and tell us that we were all purveyors of lazy cruelty. Domingo has been nominated for a Tony Award for the Scottsboro Boys and was honored by the Newport Beach Film Festival as a 2018 Artist of Distinction. He was born on this day in Philadelphia in 1969. I mean, Domingo, come on, man. So you made one shit film. Oh, no, he didn't write us. He he never said anything. The director of the film he was in. uh, Oh, 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 I see. Okay, sorry, I misunderstood. Coleman is safe. Coleman is fine. He's a classy guy. But the director of this film that we did on BGM that uh, your lovely wife was uh, one of my guests on, um, yeah, he wrote us um, an unhappy note. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Bill, now we go to Gloria Graham. She was an actress from the Hollywood's golden age whose face and voice you'd never forget, often best used to play glamorous gangster malls and tough girls who made good. She won an Academy Award for The Bad and the Beautiful, and starred in Nicholas Ray's In a Lonely Place, the best picture winning The Greatest Show on Earth, and Big Heat, or The Big Heat. Is that the one with, what's his name? That famous guy? Glenn Ford. 
No, the gangstery guy. What's his name? Big Heat. Um, Humphrey he's a Bogart? tough guy. He has a, that way of speaking. Nah, anyways, who cares? Wow. But you might also remember. Uh, do you know? Like, is that the one with uh, the guy with the hair? Is that the one? <laughs> you know, Bill. That uh, what's the name? Look, you know what? I'm gonna look up that guy from Big Heat, the star of Big Heat. Okay. Because I'm trying to think if Lee that's Marvin. Big Heat. Lee no. Marvin's in it. He drops hot coffee on her. No, then it must be a different James Cagney. I think is who no, I'm thinking of. You're thinking okay, of it's um, not James Cagney. White Heat is White James Cagney. Heat. White Heat. Yeah. Shit. Okay, there you go. So clearly, I'm not thinking of James Cagney. No. Okay, no, you're thinking great. of Gloria okay. Graham, actually, Marco. If you want okay. to continue with her bio. Okay. Listen, you might also remember Gloria Graham from uh, her small role as Violet in It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, she's the one who turns into a life of prostitution. If yes, if what? Yeah, okay. After her most successful Hollywood years, she still managed a few films and television shows while appearing in a great deal of theater. Her final years covered beautifully in the biopic Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, starring Annette Bening and Jamie Bell. She was born Gloria Hall Ward on this day in Los Angeles in 1923 and died in 1981 at the age of 57. Um, I highly recommend that film, uh, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool. I cried for four days after I saw oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really, really touching. Oh, man. Yeah. Why didn't it do better then? Like, I haven't heard anything I don't know. I mean, it had a small... It's it's produced by Barbara Broccoli, actually, like the James Bond. Okay. Uh, yeah. It had a small distributor, and um, I didn't read a lot of overwhelming critical reviews. A lot of other people didn't like it as much as I did, but I thought okay. I saw it with Elva, and we were both very deeply moved by it. Like, I could not stop crying. And uh, I mean, my heart goes to a sensitive place whenever I see Gloria Graham and anything now. Okay. Annette Bening is great. So I, I, yes, I would and imagine. It's a good example of someone who is cast for the spirit of the role, even though like Annette Bening doesn't look anything like her and she doesn't sound anything like her, but okay. she, she brings her spirit to life very beautifully. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The horror film The Howling and a segment in the Twilight Zone movie were a great start for Joe Dante, who hit it big with Gremlins in 1984. He went on to make the Oscar-winning Inner Space, the Gremlins sequel, and most recently directed episodes of Hawaii Five-O. He was born on this day in Morristown, New Jersey in 1946. Bill, John Stewart made his film debut as a rollerblader in, Ama in Amanda's favorite movie, Mixed Nuts, which I've never heard of. <laughs> Would have gotten recognition for his scenes as Goldie Hawn's lover in the First Wives Club, except his scenes were cut. He had bigger gigs as an actor, including as himself on The Larry Sanders Show and the film Playing by Heart. But his years as a successful stand-up comedian paid off when he took over as host of The Daily Show, just in time for his commentary on the George W. Bush presidency to make him a beloved source of commentary on the state of the nation after 9-11. He remained the host for 16 years before handing the reins over to Trevor Noah and turning to directing, uh, directing features, his first film in 2014, Rosewater. And this year, his film Irresistible, starring Stephen Carell and Rose Byrne. And he was born Jonathan Leibowitz on this day in New York City in 1962. And speaking of comedy, Armando Iannucci is one of the most popular comedic writers in England, making his name on the Alan Partridge show starring Steve Coogan, before the success of the show The Thick of It and the film In the Loop, for which he was nominated for an Oscar for Best Screenplay. In Hollywood, he created the series Veep, 
for which he has won two Emmys and has directed the films The Death of Stalin and the latest adaptation of David Copperfield. He was born on this day in Glasgow, Scotland in 1963. Hope Lang was an ingenue in the 50s who made her debut in Bus Stop with Marilyn Monroe. Then, the next year, was nominated for an Oscar for her role in the hit melodrama Peyton Place. She went on to appear in Pocket Full of Miracles, the series The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, then later was in the Charles Bronson hit Death Wish, and had a small role in David Lynch's Blue Velvet. Her last film was the Sean Connery thriller Just Cause in 1995. She was born on this day in Redding Ridge, Connecticut in 1933. It's just cause, as in having a cause to believe in, not just cause. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she would have been great in just cause. Sean Connery that. as a basketball player in just cause. <laughs> See, that's the film I'd watch. Not uh, this thriller, just cause. Have you I, seen just cause? I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. It Is it any back good? To my Rogers video days. Cause it was one of those movies where I rented it. Cause I was, I worked there and I could rent the new releases. Um, it's okay. It's a standard Hollywood thriller. It's nothing uh, to scream about. It's, it's no clute. It's no clute. That's for sure. Next up, one of my absolute favorites on this list, Marco. S. Apatha Merkerson is best known for her role as Lieutenant Anita Van Buren on 391 episodes of Law & Order from 1991 to 2010. Though you might also have loved her as Reba the Mailwoman on Pee-wee's Playhouse in the late 80s. On stage, she earned a Tony Award nomination for the August Wilson play The Piano Lesson, while her performance in the exceptionally good television movie Lackawanna Blues earned her a Golden Globe Award and an Emmy. And it's an absolute must-see if uh, anyone hasn't seen it. She is currently playing Sharon Goodwin on Chicago Med, a character which she also plays on Chicago PD and Chicago Fire. She was born on this day in Saginaw, Michigan in 1952. Do you know what the S stands for? I do. I, I, I don't. I do not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Neither do I. Okay. It remains a mystery. <laughs> All right. Alexander Gudanov's mother put him in ballet school to keep him from becoming a hooligan and he stuck with it, eventually touring with the Moscow Classical Ballet and later joining the Bolshoi, which I saw, Bill. Oh, nice. Uh, in Moscow when I was there, yeah. After his... De uh, <laughs> I was going to say defecation. <laughs> After his defection <laughs> from the Soviet Union in 1979, he joined the American Ballet Theater and made his way into films with his performances in the 1985 film Witness with Harrison Ford. So he played a, an Amish person? Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, wow. He also appeared in The Money Pit and most famously as Carl in Die Hard. Then in 1995, was found dead in his hotel room at the age of 45. Oh, my God, Bill. Some sources list his cause of death to be him suffering from hepatitis. That seems weird to me. He was born on this day in Sakhalin, USSR in 1949. Yeah. Official cause of death is natural causes. I bet it was the... I bet it was like... Russians coming and murdering him. Oh, Marco, though. do you want them to come after you? Maybe you shouldn't say that out loud. I think our podcast is very popular in uh, I Russia. I think it was his hepatitis got him in the end at age 45, Bill. Um, the S stands for Sharon. Sharon, a paper oh. person. I know. Mm. We were hoping for something more exciting, I suppose, but there it is. I think more Sharons should just change their name to S. Maybe. S Stone. Mm. <laughs> All right, Agnieszka Holland is one of Poland's most celebrated filmmakers, beginning under the mentorship of the legendary Andrzej Wajda before carving out her own career, which first reached international success with her Oscar-nominated Angry Harvest in 1985. 
Her film about Solomon Perel, Europa Europa, earned her an Oscar nomination for Best Screenplay in 1991 before she made the English language films The Secret Garden, Total Eclipse with Leonardo DiCaprio, an adaptation of Henry James's Washington Square, and The Third Miracle, which I believe was shot here. More recently, she directed the Oscar-nominated In Darkness, a television remake of her fellow countryman Roman Polanski's Rosemary's Baby, and episodes of House of Cards. She was born on this day in Warsaw in 1948. Paul Schaefer is a singer, composer, actor, author, comedian, and multi-instrumentalist, who's best known for serving as musical director of The Late Show with David Letterman from 1982 to 2015. He has released three albums and was part of a number of musical bands, including The Honey Drippers and his own World's Most Dangerous Band. He was nominated for four Emmy Awards and was born on this day in Toronto, Ontario in 1949. I thought he was from North Bay or, or Thunder Bay. Maybe he grew up. Maybe he was born oh, okay. in, in Toronto and grew up somewhere else. He, I don't know. he also wrote It's Raining Men, right? I think you might be right. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of uh, musicians, uh, Marco, Mm -hmm. Randy Newman is a songwriter and composer who has created some of the most popular film scores of the last 40 years, including Ragtime, The Natural, and Avalon, as well as many of the Pixar films. He was nominated for 14 Oscars before finally winning his first for the song from Monsters Incorporated, then won again for Toy Story 3. As a singer, he has also written the hits Guilty, You Can Leave Your Hat On, and Mama Told Me Not to Come. He was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1943. He has a scary voice. His voice kind of scares me. It's unique. It's very well suited to jazz. Like he does the score for that Disney movie, The Princess and the Frog, which is all set in New Orleans. And his voice is particularly well suited to that style of music. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's unique. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, hey, listen, this was a unique day as well, Bill. I Mm -hmm. hope you have a great November 28th. I hope you do too, Marco, and uh, hope that you enjoy your French toast while I just stare and smoke. Okay. Well, Bill, have a great evening, have a great day, have a great afternoon, and join us tomorrow for more Born on This Day. See you then.